Boom! Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have return guest EA Salkovitz. EA is the founder and patriarch of Givers University. On today's episode, we dive into the power of Juntos and seven steps to building your Givers community. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together, we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the show. I am extremely, extremely excited to have return guest onto the show, EA Sokovitz. EA, welcome to the show. Boom. Thanks for having me. <laughs> See, well, that's what happens when I have a return guest. We don't even need to go through the breathing exercise in the boom because he, he brings it to me right away. And I, one of the reasons why I absolutely wanted to get EA back on was energy. Energy is so infectious. And when you're, you're surrounded by it, you can do amazing things. You're inspired, you're motivated, you're pushed. So EA, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me uh, on your show. And I have to say that not only are your morning walks in the middle of the winter with no shirt on, very impressive to the people even making references. Who is that guy? But, uh, uh, you know, and, and obviously there's scientific evidence you and I've talked about on how that actually is a great thing to do. But uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with what uh, your most recent posts having to do with children and how important they are and and how they're important in our lives. And uh, I just want to I, I want to applaud you for the work that you're doing, Jeff. I think it's marvelous. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's uh, it's near and dear to my heart, my soul, being a father of, of two boys, 13 and, and 11. And if we I feel if we want to change the world, that's where we got to start. Right. Is, is educating them, giving these those, them those strategies, those tips, those tools to to thrive in an ever changing environment. So I appreciate appreciate those kind words. So let's get right into it. I know you're a return guest. Morning habits, rituals, routines are still foundationally where I start. Are you, question for you, are you doing the same things you were doing previously or have you tweaked anything? Give us an update on that, that morning routine. Um, I'm going to go with C, both A and B. And that is that, uh, you know, my morning routine still consists of the same, you know, get up uh, 5.30, maybe usually a little bit before then. Uh, and, uh, and my morning routine consists of, which I do every day, uh, you know, I, I read the, the Bible cover to cover each year. Uh, so, and it's easier than most people think, you know, they think, man, that's the Bible cover to cover, but you know, two chapters in the old Testament, 20 verses in the new, new Testament every single day. And you'll go, you read the whole Bible in the year. It's actually, you know, not that daunting step at a time. So I do that every year, or I should say every single day, uh, work out every morning, you know, it's probably the first thing in the morning kind of thing. I get at it right away. Uh, three days, cardio, three days, weights, uh, and, uh, just, uh, feeling great, you know, physically, if you will, and really blessed in that way. And, having most recently my 45th anniversary of my 21st birthday. Congratulations. I'm, uh, I, I, <laughs> I have to say that, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a real blessing to be able to, you know, go in the gym and, uh, 
you know, uh, kick the butts of most 30 year olds. And, uh, you know, it, it's a, and that, that's a blessing for sure. So my routine has uh, stayed the same. And of course, then, you know, self-improvement, which, uh, which is really, really critical. We're both self-improvement geeks, if you will. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my daily challenge to better my best, as I know you share as well. Uh, and, uh, so my routine has stayed the same, uh, other than I, I look for ways to increase it from my workouts and my insights into uh, my, my uh, daily reading of the scriptures and then also uh, self-improvement, making sure my, you know, my, my mind is right. And interesting thing, I, I was listening to your intro, if I can expand on your intro for a moment, because sure. you said if you, you, if there's a great reference in the beginning of your interest where you, intro where you talk about the mind, you know, and how important, where are you in your mind? And uh, for some reason, it just sort of popped in my head that, uh, you know, even with physical workouts and lifting weights and stuff, it's been categorically proven. And I have seen it myself at, once I actually read the study on it and realized that the mind 100% of the time fails before the muscle does. Mm -hmm. And that there's that split second, that micro, micro nanosecond where in your mind you go, man, this is really heavy. And boom, all of a sudden the, the right. muscle fails. And it's been categorically proven. It's not, you know, it's not hyperbole or anything else that, you know, people don't realize that freedom of choice we have, which includes keeping those thoughts all the way through from beginning all the way through as you so masterfully do, Jeff. So I wanted to give a nod to your intro because I, you really bring up a salient point that, that I really enjoy. Yeah, and that's it's crazy that you, you brought that up because David Goggins, guy I follow, right? He he says typically when you are exercising or in a physical activity and you feel like you're at your limit, that's only forty percent of what you're capable of. You you can push through it mentally. The body has such an ability to adapt and really overcome. So totally, totally agree with you uh, with you there. So I know today we want to jump into you know what is a community. Givers communities, takers communities, explain the differences. So let's awesome. let's jump in first related to, uh, you know, what what is a community for somebody that's thinking, oh, OK, what what are they going to talk about community wise? Yeah, uh, thank you. And, you know, the the word community and, and I'm, I'm positive I'm not the only one that's noticed this, but in the last couple of years, it's changed definitions. OK. And uh, I ask your listeners, have you ever had this happen recently? Come join our community. Be a part of our community. Come join us. We're all the like mind. And you enjoying their community. And within six hours, they're trying to sell you everything under the sun, right? And I go, yeah, uninvolved, uninvolved, uninvolved. And yeah. and 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 I call those taker communities because okay. they're really designed to take something from you, whether it be money or finances, time, effort, whatever it is. And and that by contrast there's what's called the giver community. And I'd like to edify that for your listeners and give that distinction. Um, first, by demonstration, years, there's a word that's spelled D-I-E-T. The word's diet, right? Many years ago, if you went to a meeting that had two or three people there, you actually went to and attended a diet. The meeting was called a diet. And then years later, if you received a stipend or an allowance on a regular basis, that was called a diet. You received a regular diet. Now, as I was growing up in my life, uh, the word diet meant your daily eating habits. It was the way right. your daily diet, the way you ate every day. Now, if you say diet, it means weight loss, right? All right. The same word spelled the same way for totally different meanings, right? Over time. I submit to your listeners that 
We've witnessed in the last few years the same thing happen with the word community. It has changed definitions. And now we have communities that really are nothing more than customer lists. They're customer hit lists, right? Yeah. And uh, prospect lists. And and my first thought is always, you know, why do you why are you baiting and switching me? You know, I mean, call it what it is. If it's a customer list, call it customer list. If I'm interested, I'll listen, I'll stay on it. If I'm not, I'm on I'm on my way. But don't right. call it one thing, don't call it a community with the clear intent to solicit me, right? It's a right. totally different thing. So we help so we've recognized that there's that modification that's coming along, and we have decided to help give distinction to people to not only what's the difference between a giver and taker community, but also to identify how to build a giver community. We find that most people, you know, uh, it's something they want to do. And it's a broad swath of innocuous reference, if you will. I want to build a community, but what, what the heck does that really mean? You know, how do you do it? And that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, there was an excellent book, you know, I'm sure you're all, almost all your listeners have heard of it or read it. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Right. And Napoleon does a masterful job of explaining something called the mastermind. And when he first started explaining that it was novel, it was new. So it was, so he explains what it is. He never explains how to do it. He explains gotcha. what it is, right? Cause it was new back then. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's always astonished me, Jeff, where I've seen people come together Maybe your listeners have seen the same thing. They come together and say, you know, let's form a mastermind. And, you know, two, three, four, five people get together and they meet for a few times and then it sort of dissipates. It just sort of starts to fall apart and they go their separate ways. And I, and I've always, that's been a curiosity to me. I just thought, you know, why, why does it fall apart? Why does it sort of this? They got, they came together for a good reason. Right. Why, why the, why does it dissipate and fall apart? So we began to dive in and say, okay, why does that happen? And then what, are the key ingredients that someone needs when they want to form a giver community. First, back uh, pedaling just a little bit to identify for listeners. I want to say emphatically, we love everybody. I say it again, we love everybody. And we teach a skill of how to separate the person who we love from their deeds, which we may not love. And by observing their deeds, We can then discern, should I bring them closer into my life or by observing their deeds, should I begin respectfully, not rude or nasty, respectfully begin to distance myself because if I bring them closer, they're going to make me collateral damage and I'm going to be stomping out fires not of my making and I'm going to be, my stress levels going up. So when we say the word giver, we're not identifying a person, we're identifying the giver deeds. Okay. When we say taker, it's not like, you know, invasion of the body snatchers, <sighs> taker, you know, we're not, I, we don't do that. We don't label people. We're identifying the deeds of people. Okay. So as we say at Givers University, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. So the point is we teach a skill of how to observe deeds. And then by observing those this, deeds, we can begin to decide who should I bring in closer? That's going to, I can help enhance their lives and reciprocation takes place as a result of that versus bringing those people closer in my life where I'm stopping out fires all day long or inadvertently I'm involved in the middle of a taker community. Right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the two things that are very important and critical with a giver community is we have an acronym that we teach and the acronym is the word discern. D-I-S-C-E-R-N, seven letters representing the seven steps 
of forming your own Givers community, or as we say in Givers University, your own Givers Junto, Junto, J-U-N-T-O. The word actually means when a group gets together and meets for a common interest or purpose, that is a Junto, right? So a little history on the word, 1600 word from the 1600s, Spanish word. Um, wasn't used too much. 1700s, gentleman by name Benjamin Franklin picked it up. And in 1727, Benjamin Franklin formed a group of himself and 11 other people, a total of 12 people, his 12 friends. And he formed his Junto, originally calling it the Mutual Improvement Club. Later on, he, later on, he called it the Junto. Later on, he called it the Leather Apron Club. And during And they met every Friday. They met for a couple of hours every Friday. And in those meetings and conversations, they talked about morals, ethics, business. Uh, I mean, I mean, politics across the board. There was no subject that they didn't cover. And what's interesting about the Junto Ben Franklin formed in 1727 was that arguably our very Declaration of Independence could be traced back to the very conversations Ben Franklin had at his Junto. So no one can tell me that 12 people getting together can't have a huge, powerful impact. So we teach people, how do you get those right people around you so you can have that kind of impact in a positive way? So we teach three kinds of Juntos. It's absolutely free. We teach it to people. We help them do it. We nurture them on how to do it. And there are many, many different kinds of Juntos. We identify three just for simplicity purposes. So I'm going to hit on those three and get into the seven steps. The first one is called the giver's greater junto. A giver's greater junto is a junto of any size, any number of members worldwide or locally. Good example of a greater junto, Salvation Army. Good example. Okay. VFW, good example. Lions Club, good example, right? Chapters worldwide, et cetera, have a good cause greater than herself. The next would be a giver's insider junto. The insider junto consists of about two to 12 members. Much more intimate, much more close-knit, uh, more relationship, individual relationship-driven with helping each other. That's called the giver's insider junto. Good example would be uh, the one I just gave with ben, Benjamin Franklin, his mm -hmm. leather apron club, right? Uh, the third is the giver's millionaire junto. This is a junto of two to 12 vetted millionaires who are a close-knit group, are getting together for a common good cause or purpose. So we have the greater Junto, the insider Junto, and the millionaire Junto. We usually tend to invest most most time on the insider Junto because that's you know where most people are going to fit. Right. So a good example of the millionaire Junto, in 1915, Henry Ford formed one, consisted of him, Thomas Edison, the investor, uh, inventor, uh, Harvey Firestone from Firestone Tires. Mm-hmm. John Burroughs, who was actually a writer and a poet and uh, curiously was also a federal bank examiner. So he must have been the money guy. But anyway, there and so and Henry Ford gave their Junto a name. They He actually named them the Four Vagabonds. OK. And they used to travel together. And, and actually, the media started picking up whenever they traveled together and people were trying to hitch a ride. And then they sort of kept it a little more quiet again. But that was an example of a millionaire Junto. My relationship with my mentor. Another example, because two to 12 members and then I mentor myself. There's two. Right. So that would be an example of a millionaire mentor. So okay. to, to get it. So those are three examples. And, and we just have those as templates. Now, the next part I'm going to get into, I'm going to hit it a little bit bullet, 
you know, for the sake of our, our time and for our listeners, right. They can get an expanded version by going to our YouTube channel. Um, it's Givers University, all one word, no spaces. Givers University. The first playlist is how to form your own Givers Junto community. It's 21 two-minute clips. Starting with the first clip, two-minute clip, How? what is the difference between a giver and taker community? Two-minute explanation in detail. Then going through step by step by step in the elongated version in two-minute clips over 21 clips of the next seven steps I'm going to hit and sort of bazooka format for your listeners there so you they go. can see a detailed here a detailed explanation of each one of these steps all the way into the last four clips which are on the agenda now that you have your group formed what do you do what do you do and why do you do that what should your agenda be we have four two-minute clips devoted just to what your agenda should be and how to set it up and what's apart so these are all templates for people to use absolutely free to form their own community around them at work, socially, business, even their families. It works across mm -hmm. the board. So seven steps. The D in discern stands for decide. First, you have to decide who you're going to have a part of your Junto. And how do you do that? You know, a few uh, interviews ago, I had a guy say, wow, this, I love this givers and takers stuff. This is great. And I read this book and the book said, I have to have five good people around me. And I said, you're right. You do. One quick question, which five? And all of a sudden he's staring at me with this blank. I said, you see my point? No one knows how to do the which five. Right. <laughs> and, and, and we don't judge people. Again, we don't label people as a giver. We don't label people as a taker. We identify giver deeds and taker deeds. And from those, we even teach checklists. One's called the 25 do's. Your listeners can get them absolutely free, print it off, download it, put it in their pocket. But what it does is it's an actual checklist of deeds. Watch these deeds. Put a check mark on the left and right side. When you get to the bottom, you're already down the right path of deciding who you should have in your Junto and who you shouldn't. Okay. Simple, free, we give it away. So right. the D stands for decide who you want to have in your Junto. I invite. How do you invite them? What do you say? How do you invite these people that you're going to have closer into your life? S is for seed. This is a critical part of the glue of a Junto. These are expectational agreements that everyone agrees to upfront by saying, we have the following agreements that we all hold each other accountable to be a part of, and we hold each other accountable for this, including ourselves. And these are upfront expectational agreements we all expect everyone fulfill these agreements and we hold ourselves accountable to do that and it must be agreed upon up front before we allow you into our junto gotcha makes sense critical so yep. that way the expectational agreements are in line right with the givers junto and again this is a template right that people can use they can have their own we, we any kind of junto they want we help them we show them how to do it all right, so we use in Givers University the three pillars and the one intention, right? The three pillars, and I'm just going to hit them for template purposes, that everyone needs to agree on up front, the first pillar, which is the Givers University credo. That credo is give to be great. You can give by being great. You don't have to take to be great. Gotcha. Number two, our pledge. Our pledge is to help every Givers Junto member lead a life of predictive, massive 
and exceptional happiness, freedom, and greatness. Our third pillar is our labor of love. Every Junto should have a labor of love, aka a cause much greater than the entire group. Ours, as a matter of fact, which we're kicking off with our Givers Juntos will be this coming fall. And it basically is, we have figured out how to put an end to hunger one zip code at a time. I love it. And uh, we have an actual methodology and a way that we're going to be doing that. So all awesome. those that are, so we, your Junto needs to have a labor of love, a cause greater than anyone or part of the group. It's a critical part of the group's glue holding them together. And then, so I remember the three pillars and the one intention. The one intention is the giver's contest intention. I'm pretty sure I went through this with our previous interview, but basically it's the intention that all the members agree upfront that they will contribute more to the group and each member in the group than they could ever hope to possibly get back. I say that again. Each member agrees up front to contribute more to every other member of the group than they could ever possibly get back. Now, think about that for a minute. What happens when you have 12 people getting together mm -hmm. on a regular basis and all 11 are all competing to give back to one person more than the other 11 could get back and every one of those 12 people are doing that? Right. The power that comes out of that group is almost unspeakable because everyone comes from a, not a position of fear. They're not coming from a position of taking. They're not coming from a position of someone's going to take advantage of me. They've agreed up front. I'm going to contribute more than I could ever get back. And right. all of them are doing the same thing. Hence, they all benefit 11 times greater automatically than they themselves are. So when that's agreed on up front, the whole paradigm of the group is different than how most people even approach life, right? So that, that it, what we call the giver's contest intention, they literally compete to see who can contribute more to the group than the other ones, right? And I give a whole story about that, how my mentor and I entered into a competition and how uh, he beat me so bad. And then eventually I got smart, but it took me a while. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's uh, the S. The S stands for seeding through expectational agreements, your Junto. C in discern is convene. Convene on a regular basis. You need to get together regularly, weekly, every couple of weeks, once a month, whatever. Make right. sure it's a regular schedule, convene. E, establish. Give it a name. Uh, the Leather Apron Club, Ben Franklin. The Four Vagabonds, Henry Ford. Right. When you give it an identity, E means establish it with a name. When you establish it, that camaraderie that comes out of the group now having named it and giving it life helps pull the group together that they're a part of something and only they are. Right. That's a critical part of the glue. The next one is R. R stands for rotate. Every single meeting, have a different person in charge of the meeting and go rotate around all the members. Never the same person always. Every single meeting is a different person. R stands for rotate the chair. N, numbers. Form and seed as many other Juntos as you can. Not so that you get more resources, so that you can provide more resources to others. N stands for numbers. So hitting it again, we have decide, invite, seed, convene, establish, rotate, and numbers. And again, if they go to our YouTube channel, 
We have 21 two-minute clips walking through all of that in very finite detail and giving examples. This is how you do this. This is how you form that optimum community around you. And people can say, well, you know, this all sounds really utopian. I can say, well, maybe utopian for you. I lived it and I can tell you it works. No, very, very powerful. I love the, uh, I love the expectations, right? Getting that up front, having that mission that's greater than the group and, and giving more to each, every one of the members in the group than you could ever take. Those are, those are some powerful, powerful statements. And think about the, you know, I, I love the history EA that you gave, right? Going back to Ben Franklin and, and how, gosh, it was more than likely the, the birth of the nation through a Junto back in, you know, 1727. So, so, so powerful. EA, where can people, obviously they know where to go from the YouTube channel perspective. Where else can they find you if they want to know more about you and Givers University? Um, we want them to get that uh, 25 do checklist, which is the D and decide and uh, they can get it very simply. It's absolutely free. We want them to print it off, download it, put it in your pocket, use it, use it immediately. Here's what they do. They go to our website. It's giversuniversity.com, plural, giversuniversity.com. They'll see a place to sign up for our newsletter. We are not spammers. The moment they fill that out, um, and it's just name and email, et cetera. Okay. Uh, when they fill that out, they're going to get an email from us immediately that says, do you want to talk with Givers University? If they do not respond to the email, they will receive no further communications from us. We don't spam. So they have to say, yes, I want to get emails from Givers University. When they do, two hours later, they will get that download of the 25 dues. Then, you know, I hate it when you sign up for stuff and they blow up your, you know, your email box immediately with six emails a day. And that's we have one email a day, or I'm sure not, not a day, a week, one email a week on Thursday mornings. It's called the Giver's Toolbox. Okay. And it's a five minute read, sometimes has a little clip inside of the week. And the Giver's Toolbox is identified specifically every single week. Give everyone on that email list a brand new tool that they can add to their relationship toolbox for that week. It's only on Thursday mornings. The only email we send out each week. And it's a, it's a great tool, five minute read. So it's nothing real sophisticated or anything else. And from that, they find about Givers University. We have online courses and who we are. And, you know, and then we have our podcast, like, you know, when I get the links on yours, we put it on there and then people can listen to it at a later date, you know? Um, so we have other items on there as well, but it's five minute read every single week to help them because we're nurturers. And uh, so it's giversuniversity.com and uh, we love doing it. And, and I have to say that, uh, Jeff Wickersham is absolutely one of my favorite all-time people. And I, I watch him. I follow him on social media. I watch his posts. I watch where his heart's coming from. And if you watch Jeff Wickersham's deeds, you will see what kind of person he really is and where he's coming from. And, and I applaud you as a great giver, Jeff. Well, thank you, EA. I, I really, uh, really appreciate that message and those those kind, kind words. I really enjoyed hearing all about the Juntos and, and all the amazing things you're up to. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And as we say at Givers University, just don't have a good day. Have your best day ever. Love it. Love it. Have an amazing day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. 
Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.